a, just, a, just a brief, in case you're wondering, today's going to be a little different. Uh, you know, I was thinking about, like, eventually we're going to have, I guess, the State of the Union, eventually. So I thought I'd take some time and kind of talk about the state of the church. So it won't be kind of a normal Sunday message that I deliver, but I hope, hopefully this is uh, informal, and I hope someone inspiring tells you about who we are, where we've been, where we're at, and then where we're going. So I hope this is uh, somewhat of interest to you. So um, maybe you're, you know, we do have some new people today, or maybe you've been around for a while, and you're wondering, like, well, this is Mission Gathering, but who the, who the heck is Mission Gathering? Where did we come from? What are we about? Well, today we're going to talk about that. So uh, hopefully this is an intrigue for you. So it kind of, kind of begins where in the summer of 2017, it's kind of hard to believe it's been that long, um, I kind of had this feeling like, like God wanted me to do something new, and I wasn't really sure what that looked like or how that was going to happen, and I tried some different things, and they weren't working, and, uh, but I just had this, 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 this sense within me that, that something new needed to happen. So I began talking to different people, and um, I got together with some leadership with the, the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, which we're going to talk about, and also with the Mission Gathering Movement, which we're going to talk about. And after much prayer and discernment, the three entities, me, uh, Christian Church Disciples of Christ, Mission Gathering Movement, got together, and we, we said, we're going to agree to partner to start a Mission Gathering Christian Church Thornton. Now, now maybe you're asking, like, well, why? Why do we need another church? Like, there's still, there's, we're, we're fairly unchurched, as they say, area of the country, but still, there's still plenty of churches around here, and you might ask, well, why do we need another church? Well, for me, the way I always answer that question is why I think, why I wanted to start a new the church, and why I thought we need another church, because A, I still believe in church. I still believe that the message of Jesus matters, and I believe that in my opinion, again, I'm biased here, there's no better way of, of sharing the message of Jesus, and I believe that message is that in finding and following Jesus, we find a way of life that leads to life unimaginable. So I am, I am pro-church, and I think that when people come together, we can be this great opportunity for us to support one another in this journey of faith, what we call church. And also, uh, I have two kids. They're in the little villagers today. So I wanted there to be a space where my kids could grow up and be told that God loves them, like really, honestly loves them, and encourages them to grow up in a, in a, in a faith that's open and inclusive and encouraging in that kind of environment. So that's kind of why I said, why I want to see a new church. Now, perhaps you're wondering, what is mission gathering movement? We, we have all this mission gathering stuff, and if you perhaps you've been to our website and you saw, well, there's other mission gathering churches, and that's kind of, that's kind of the point, I guess, is um, about 10, 15 years ago, there was a, uh, my boss, so to speak, named Rich McCullen. He was a, he was a youth worker with um, Campus Life Ministries in the San Diego area, and he was working with different groups of, different groups of kids, and he found that these kids, these young people, weren't there wasn't a church home for them where they could fit in and be welcomed and accepted. And he thought, well, there's, there's got to be something we can do to, to create a place where they can be welcomed and accepted. So he, he started working with a church out in San Diego area that started allowing him to share space. And they created what became known as Mission Gathering Christian Church San Diego. 
And in that, in that time since, in 2015, Rich actually went and started a church in Charlotte called Mission Gathering Christian Church Charlotte. And in the time since, um, they've started another church in Issaquah area. Issaquah was in Seattle. And then here, Thornton, and then uh, coming in the spring, there'll be a Mission Gathering Christian Church in Pasadena, California. So um, I'm excited about that one because Pasadena is beautiful. So I'm looking for any opportunity I can get to go to Pasadena. Um, so perhaps you're wondering, again, and if you're noticing, like on the logo, I have this, this thing in parentheses, DOC. Uh, uh, hopefully that's drawn some interest from you, or at least you're curious what that's about. Um, I have the image here, Nick, if you want to bump ahead. Um, so the Christian Church Disciples of Christ is an indigenous uh, denomination that began in America during the Second Great Awakening. And two of its formative leaders, well, you really don't care, but I'll say them anyway, because that's what they pay me for, is Barton Stone and um, Alexander Campbell. And these were two people who came out of different religious backgrounds, but they wanted it to be about the unity of Christianity. They saw all these splintering of denominations and all these differings of opinion, and they thought, well, why are these, why is this happening? I mean, we're all committed to following Jesus. Why are we all going our separate ways? So again, about 200 years ago, these two guys had their, had, their, had their followings, and they said, like, hey, we're both, we're just Christians, we follow Jesus, like, why can't that be enough? And we're committed to uh, following the way of Jesus and, and trying to do church as best we can according to the New Testament. So eventually, these two guys had their own different groups. One was, said, we're just going to call ourselves Christians. We're just going to call ourselves the Christian church. We're just Christians. And this other group, again, he said, hey, we're just going to call ourselves disciples of Christ. Like, we're just disciples of Christ. Simple that we follow Christ. We're, we're Jesus followers. So eventually, these two people, they came together, Stone and Campbell. So that's why the name of the denomination today is still just Christian Church Disciples of Christ, because they couldn't, they couldn't keep one label. They kept them both. So that's kind of... Uh, where that's been about. And historically, there's been two identity markers of this group that we're in. One has been our unifying statement, there is no creed, we have no creed but Christ, meaning we follow Jesus. Well, it's not showing up, that's all right. Um, Quick turnaround, you can see that big logo. There we go. Little technical issues today. That's technically the denominational logo. So if you ever see that, that's what that is. A lot of people think that sometimes people are unaff- unaffiliated or, um, what's the word, unfamiliar. They think, oh, we're anti-drinking. We are not anti-drinking, in case you caught that, from pub theology. People think that's an X and a chalice and think, oh, we're just anti-drinking. We are not anti-drinking. I'm glad Harry is really resonating with that joke. So, thank you. Um, I grew up where, I grew up in a church, perhaps you did too, where was it alcohol? No drinking, yeah. Yeah. Yes, amen, yeah. No, I talked about that a few uh, early on. I have a book on my shelf growing up when I was Baptist, um, and that was the thing, the Bible and its wines, and the author was making the point that everything was just grape juice. So we are not anti-drinking, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, I'll get to it. We don't want you to drink too much. We're about living whole lives, but we'll get to that. So don't drink too much, but we are not anti-drinking. That's actually what's called the St. Andrew's Cross, what looks like an S. So anyway, 
uh, getting offline here. So again, our legacy has been no creed but Christ, meaning early on, groups of Christians decided that we're going we're gonna to let go of the things that are driving us apart, and we're going to focus on our commitment to following the way of Jesus and being that being our unifying source. And also, the second thing that's been an identity marker is our commitment to uh, an open table or, or welcoming everyone to communion. Because again, back when these two guys, Barton Stone and Alexander Campbell, were doing church 200 years ago, uh, and especially they came out of, some of them came out of Presbyterian roots, is um, to take communion in their churches, you had to be A, a member of the church, and often, the way to track that, they'd give you this token. I don't have a coin with me, um, but you'd have a token that you'd have to bring forward to receive communion. So imagine that, like you'd come forward, and if you didn't have that token, oh, sorry, no luck, hope we can get you next time. Um, so that's been, a, that's been these two things that has been uh, historically a part of who we've where we come from. So we try to bring those into our practices, even here at Mission Church. From the start, we have sought to emphasize inclusion over exclusion. We've sought to emphasize welcome over rejection because, again, that's our history and that's what we've been from the start. From the start, we've tried to emphasize that we follow the way of Jesus and we aren't going to ask people to, uh, to sign on to a dotted line or to affirm a whole list of statement of beliefs because, again, that's been our history from the beginning is saying, hey, we want you, we're asking you to, if you follow Jesus, come follow Jesus with us. That's what we're about, so join with us. Um, and then, again, like I said, from the start, we've been about welcoming everyone to communion because, A, we think that this is God's table. It's not our table. It's God's table, and uh, this is a big table, or at least God's table is big. This isn't so much of a big table. We believe God has a big table with room for everyone. So we, want, we, we invite everyone to participate. And because that's such an important part of who we are and what we're about, we actually receive communion every Sunday because we think it's so important. So perhaps, so hopefully that tells you about where we've come from. So let's talk about, um, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Donna said it. Where's Donna? There she is. She talked about, we haven't been here that long. She's right, we've been here a little over three months. So October 14th was our first Sunday. It was a cold and snowy day, and we had some brave souls come out and join us, and we had this bare bones set up. None of, none of this you see today was here, and we started, and that's where we've come from. In, in three, three and a half months, uh, we've, we're growing a little bit at a time. So we're, we're grateful, and that's kind of been our past so let's talk about where we're at right now as we speak. Um, so like I said, three and a half months in, we are coming into our own as a growing community of faith. We're developing systems and processes to ensure that our church can grow and thrive in sustainable and scalable ways. We're exploring the best ways to utilize our space to foster a sense of the sacred, kind of like what Paul spoke to today, and also being welcoming and unintimidating. And then also, we're trying to hold a mirror to everything we do to make sure it is on point with the message of including everyone just as we believe that God does. So from the words we say to the songs we sing to the bread we serve at communion, and I'll jump to that, we have gluten-free bread and crackers because we don't want anyone to be excluded from God's table. And we are in a school here today, so we have to have, uh, sorry, that's where we have to be, no alcohol, so it is just grape juice, uh, biblically speaking, right? 
But uh, we want everyone to be included because that is true to who we are and who we want to be and where we've come from. Um, so everything must be about welcoming, including, and belonging. So perhaps you're wondering, what is, what is the identity of Mission Gathering? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, our identity statement, and you see it behind me, you'll see it on the screen here, is we are about inspiring hope, illuminating love, and imagining faith. So let's talk about inspiring hope. For us, we, we, we think that's based on, again, the, the message in the Bible. Romans 15, 13 says, that May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we want to inspire God's hope. We, ins- we want to inspire God's hope within you. Second thing we're about is illuminating love. We want to make, we want to illuminate God's love um, within people. So again, 1 John 4, 7 says, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So we are about illuminating God's love. We want to make that message, we want to shout it from the rooftops. And then finally, we're about imagining faith. Uh, we, again, we had to think of three eyes so they can be I, 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 right? We as a church, we seek to always reimagine and interpret our faith for new and future generations while staying grounded in Scripture and the traditions that have gone before us. And this, this is a Scripture that I was always appreciated. I grew up learning it in the King James Version. Um, but we have this treasure in clay jars. We are, you and I, we are just, as they say, clay jars, earthen vessels. And we're doing our best to bring forward the good news of God's love made known in Jesus. We're trying to bring that forward as best as we can. We are just clay jars trying to make clear the extraordinary power that belongs to God and not to us. It's not our message. It's God's message. And we're doing our best to bring that forward through our limited selves in a way that makes the extraordinary power of God, love of God, known. So let's go, let's talk about our mission statement now. Um, We exist to expand our community of Jesus followers by growing in faith, living whole lives, and seeking justice for the good of our neighbors. So let's talk about then where we're going. So we've talked about where we've come from, where we're at right now. So I want to talk a little bit about where we're going in the future. So we want to be We want to continue to be a messenger of God's love and inclusion to the people of Thornton and Northeast Denver Metro. So for me, um, so for us, this looks like this vision, vision statement here. First of all, we will expand our community of Christ followers by engaging in outreach events, advertising, and inviting. So we're going to expand our community by engaging in outreach, outreach events such as Thornton Fest, Denver Pride, Harvest Fest. We're going to advertise our church utilizing social, social media, search engine optimization, SEO, and also targeted mailings for special events. And we're going to each tell others about Mission Gathering and invite them to join us for an event. So right now, we're averaging about 32 people on a Sunday from us here to the kids uh, in Little Villagers, we've had a high of 50. Through these efforts, our goal is to reach 
uh, a high of 75 on Easter, so we have about two or three months for that, and be averaging 50 people on a Sunday a year from now. Very doable things, and that's kind of our vision. Second part of our vision is that we will grow in our faith by constructing an encouraging, relevant, and meaningful Sunday morning experience while expanding opportunities for deeper dives into faith exploration. So growth is important. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't uh, ask you to grow and I didn't grow, and, and we didn't expect any growth from ourselves. And I'm a firm believer that even beyond our faith, we should always be seeking to learn and grow as individuals, and often that requires hard work and sacrifice. We know what today is, right? Super Bowl Sunday? Well, Sunday, yes. Yeah. Today is actually this big game happening today that I'm not watching because I'm tired of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. So for those who are going to watch it, I'm going to go like hang out with my kids outside and probably watch it a little later. But those athletes that are competing in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, bless his heart, he's such an underdog, Despite him, he has worked hard to get to where he's at. Him and his teammates and those on the ramps have worked hard to get to where they've at. They've sacrificed time away from friends and family, and mind you, they are being pretty handsomely rewarded for it, but uh, they're sacrificing probably their later health, right? As we, we much know true, uh, to often to achieve their goals. So we want this to be a place where you are encouraged and you are affirmed. But again, because I'm committed, Mission Gathering is committed to you growing, I cannot always promise you that you will always like what you hear. I wish I could say all things that just make you feel good, but sometimes helping you grow, we all know this to be true, means saying things that, or hearing things, or, or learning things that kind of rub us the wrong way, or don't feel good at first, but really when we think about them, help us grow to be better people. So that's something that's, that's important to us as mission gathering. We do it, though, because we want you to grow to be the people that God has for you to be. And some of the ways we're going to do that, we want to help you do that, as, as Donna mentioned before, is pub theology is an opportunity for you to come and share in conversation about faith and God, answer your questions, share your doubts, share your, your thoughts. And also, we're going to be starting in the spring is a study group. And we're still working out the details on that. But a way for you to have a deeper dive into the Scripture and, and topics of faith. And also, of course, we hope that Sunday morning, your time here together with us, is an opportunity for you to take a deeper dive um, into your faith. So the next part of our vision statement is that we will live whole lives. Oh, go back, you had it there. We will live whole lives by talking about real issues encouraging each person to reach their full potential and enabling people to find life-giving experiences outside of church. So again, I, I'm a big church fan, in case you haven't got that. I am pro-church, very biased. That being said, I want to be acknowledged like church cannot be your everything. Church can't be my everything. And I want you to understand that church is an important part, but it is still a part of living a whole life. So we want you to be involved in Mission Gathering. We want you to connect with Mission Gathering, but also want you to have a life outside of Mission Gathering. I don't think it's healthy to Mission Gathering be your whole life. 
So I want to encourage you, and we want to encourage you, to find meaningful connections and experiences outside of church as well. And, and, and let's be honest, there's some things that I'm not trained to help with, and we as a mission gathering are not capable of helping with. Um, you know, I, I often say, if, if someone comes to me and they say, hey, I want to I talk to you about my marriage struggles or my addiction or what have you, I'll say, sure, I'd be glad to get together and have a conversation with you. But beyond that, you probably need to see an advanced, someone who's trained in that sort of counseling or has that kind of training. So again, we want to encourage you to see, live whole lives. Yes, Mission Gathering be a part of it, but also recognizing there are other uh, ways to, to live your whole life beyond just Mission Gathering. And finally, the last part of our vision statement is we will seek justice by being a voice for what is right, by encouraging and empowering each other to do right, and by supporting collective causes already doing great work in our communities. We believe that justice is what love looks like in public. And for me, I think of the words of James, who was the brother of Jesus, and he said, isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts, is outrageous nonsense. That's the translation from the message, mind you. But I think it really speaks to what is good, that God asks us to show God's love in action. So we believe that showing justice to people is a way that we can show God's love to people, making it more than just God talk, but God actions. I think our faith compels us to care for other people. So I think that's an important part of who we are and who we want to be. And lastly, I'll say this. Technically, this is not a part of our vision statement. It's not our part of our mission. But I've got to say this, that we are not now, nor will we ever be, a perfect church. Uh, I wish it was the case. I love to be a perfect church. Pastors often joke that, man, church would be great if it wasn't for all the people. So, sorry, some of you caught that, I'm glad. It's a joke, but again, we know the truth, right? If there were no people, church would not exist. So it's this, it's this you know, it's a joke to make sense of reality that we are all imperfect people trying to do our best to follow after the way of God. And we're trying to be true to the mission that God has given us. And more often than we'd like, we will make mistakes. And as much as I'd like to be the perfect person, as much as I'd like to be the perfect leader, as much as I'd like to be the perfect pastor, I will make mistakes. Now, I'm going to do my best to not make mistakes. I'm going to do my best to learn from mistakes. And I'm going to do my best to, to um, avoid mistakes entirely. But again, if I can be real this morning, we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. So please just... Just know that, that we're doing our best and we will never be the perfect church. But I think of, again, something the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3, verses 14 through 16. He was writing uh, a letter to the church and he said, I'm not saying that I have this all together. I'm saying that to you right now. That I have it made, but I am on my way reaching out for Christ who has wondrously reached out for me Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all these things, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. 
So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. So those words really resonate with me. I don't count myself myself an expert in these things. I'm still figuring a lot of this out. But I believe that God has given me a path to follow, and I'm following that as best as I can. As your pastor, that's my commitment to you. So if you're thinking about track or commitment, uh, that's something I want to wrap up with, to say, well, this sounds great, but how do I... What does that mean for me? Well, for us, we think of uh, kind of like a commitment track, if you will. So the first thing is uh, we want everyone to discover that they belong to Mission Gathering or they belong at Mission Gathering. So for us, that literally means like we don't exclude anyone. We want everyone to know that they're welcome. We understand that this is not a church for everyone. We understand that there are people who will find other churches that will meet their needs or, or connect to God through other opportunities. We get that, but we want this to be a place where everyone knows that they belong and they're not excluded. So once they've discovered they belong, we want you to discover or we want you to connect with Mission Gathering. So we want you to choose to be with Mission Gathering on a regular basis. Next, we're going to ask you to take the next step and to serve with Mission Gathering, to volunteer to support the mission. So after you fully... um, After you've connected, we're going to invite you to, again, to volunteer in some capacity, volunteering your time and energies at Mission Gathering. And then what Donna spoke to today, the other I word, invest. As you seek to deepen your level of commitment, we invite you to, to financially invest in the mission of Mission Gathering. Like any endeavor, we need your support, and we appreciate that. Once you've invested, we're going to ask you to invite a friend to join your admission gathering. We think this is a good place. I think this is a good place. And you apparently think this is a pretty good place by being here this morning. I hope, I hope as Donna said, you're sacrificing other things you could be doing today. So I hope this is a place that's meaningful for you and, and resonates with you. And if this place is that good for you, then imagine how could it, it could be good also for other people you know. So we want to invite you to tell a friend or a neighbor or a family member about Mission Gathering and invite them to be a part of us here. And then, of course, we want to encourage you to grow, grow in your faith, grow in your living whole lives, grow in seeking justice for others. Through all this, we want you to grow as a person and as a person of faith. And if you've, if you've done all that, if you've gone through the list, then, man, you are Mission Gathering through and through. And you know Mission Gathering so well, and you're committed to Mission Gathering so well, then it's time for you to lead, to be a part of leadership here at Mission Gathering. So uh, this, is, this is kind of what we're, where we've been, where we're at, and what we're, what we're going for in this, in this coming year. So again, as Paul said, by no means do I count myself an expert. I've got my eye on the goal, though, where God is beckoning me onward to, us onward to, to Jesus. Now, I'm often running, and I'm not turning back. But more so, I'm inviting you all to join me on this mission, join what Mission Gathering is doing, to be part of sharing this good news of God's love to the community of Thornton and Northeast Denver Metro. So I want you to, 
to consider this morning again. Maybe this is your first time this morning. You've discovered that you, I hope you discovered this morning you belong here. And if you're here this morning for the first time, I'm, I'm going to invite you to take the next step and connect to Mission Gathering by being here again in the future. And if you've been here for a while and you're not serving, I'm going to ask you, hey, why don't you take the next step and find a place to serve? We have lots. Again, we're a new church. We're still figuring a lot of things out. We could use your help in many ways. And again, as Donna said, this, this stuff costs money. We need your help to invest in this. So if you've done all that, then maybe I'll invite, ask you to invite a friend. And through all this, though, I hope that you're having an opportunity to grow so that when you've done this all, you are ready to lead and be a part of, of taking this message forward to others in our community. So I hope, um, I hope this gives you a good sense of kind of where we've come from, where we're at right now, and then where we hope to be in the coming year. And I hope, uh, I hope that this is... Uh, I hope this is helpful for you to think about how you can be a part in a deeper way of mission gathering.